Welcome, everyone, to this episode of The Trillist. On today's episode, we're discussing females and performing art groups on campus. So today I have four lovely, amazing, talented females, and I want each of you to go around and tell us your name, what performing arts group you're involved in, and all that jazz. Um, my name's Reagan Bracknell. I'm a sophomore, and I'm in Bloomers. Hi, guys. I'm Shang. Um, I'm a sophomore, and I'm in Keynotes Acapella. Hi, um, I'm Susanna. I'm a senior, and I'm in the group club. And hi, I'm Ariana. Um, I'm also a sophomore, and I am also in Keynotes Acapella. Awesome, awesome. So, Susanna, I know you're not just in Glee Club. Can you expand on your role? Yeah, um, I'm currently the president of the Glee Club, um, which is, you know, always a fun time, I guess. Yes. Um, and in the Glee Club, I'm on the technical staff, um, since our, you probably are like, what? Um, because our singing section is all male, um, but I'm on the technical staff, which accepts people of all genders, so, yeah. Awesome. And she's the first female president because, Ooh. yeah, because the Glee Club, um, has been around, when was it founded? Yeah, we were founded in 1862, so we're 157 wow. years old. Um, so. That's awesome. That's amazing. Yes, yes. All right, can each of you expand on your roles within your groups? Yeah, um, so I'm in the cast of Bloomers, so we have six different sections, um, and I'm kind of in the section that does the performing, so we write skits, um, and then we put them on the stage, and like we're the people that act them out, so um, it's really awesome. This past semester, I was assistant director, um, so I kind of got the opportunity to work on the executive side of things, and um, it, it was weird because I was only in it for a year before I was on exec, um, but it was a really cool opportunity to kind of get to kind of getting to see, um, you know, what goes on behind the scenes and like kind of getting to explain my role in the future. And I'm really excited about it. I love Bloomers. <laughs> yeah, she does. And explain what Bloomers is. Bloomers is the nation's first all-female musical sketch comedy troupe. Um, we were founded in 1978, um, so there's another group on our campus called Mask and Wig, uh, which is an all-male musical sketch comedy troupe, uh, and Bloomers kind of uh, was founded as a response to them um, in order to kind of create this this safe space for women and women in comedy, um, and we're growing. You know, we've we've uh, switched to Iron Gate Theater recently, um, and we sold out all five of our shows last uh, this past semester, which was like... 12,000 tickets, so we're definitely growing. We have an awesome future ahead of us. I'm really excited. Yeah, they're amazing. Okay, um, so I don't, I'm not on a position in board yet for keynotes, so I'm just a singer. Um, but we, we arrange all of our own songs. Um, we get together and we pick our songs together and we arrange them. Um, each person like arranges a different song. Um, yeah, it's a lot of fun. And what is arranging for so, those of us who um, do not sing? Acapella groups don't do original songs, pretty much. Um, but we will get a song that we all like, like a popular song, and then we um, write, basically rewrite it, um, and we put all of our parts in it. So, yeah. Awesome. And what is your... I don't know the term for this, but your vocal. My voice part? Yes. I'm a soprano. Okay. Yes. She's an amazing singer. 
She's also my roommate. <laughs> and she hears me sing, and I'm a terrible, terrible I still love singer. singing with you, though. Well, yeah, yeah. Yesterday we broke out um, into All I Want for Christmas. Oh, yeah. great song. It was awesome. Very timely. You have to. Yep. We had the different parts. Yeah. Ariana? Um, so I'm actually the music director um, for Keynotes. Um, I really love my position. Essentially, I am in charge of rehearsals. Um, I'm in charge of, you know, um, making sure all the arrangements are ready to go. Um, I'm in charge of like, kind of formatting our sound almost to fit, um, you know, our standards. Um, and essentially just getting like the music side of things, everything ready for our concerts. Cool. She does a great job. Yeah, she does. (laughs) She's a rock star. She's an amazing singer, too. And she's there when we sing together. because She's basically, like, our fifth roommate. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, Reagan, what's the benefit of being in an all-female performing arts group? Oh, I don't even think I could articulate it. Um, I think it it's one of the few spaces on campus that is all-female and having an awesome support system um, of women who just, like, get your problems you know we're all going through the same thing we're all like living our college lives on campus and I wasn't one of those people that like wanted to join a sorority when I came to Penn um and so I was like really concerned about having like a really good girl group um and bloomers is never something I thought I would do like when I was in high school I never thought I would do it um so really just being able to have a group of powerful women um from like diverse backgrounds and who want to go into very different things in life like uh, we have a lot of people who want to go into entertainment, but then some people who want to go into, like, the government, some pre-med kids. So um, it's just a really awesome, safe space for people, and it's just so empowering being around so many talented and passionate people all the time who also are feminists and get get what it's like being a woman on campus. And, um, I mean, all the benefits are really, really numerous, so I could talk about it forever. <laughs> That's amazing. And Reagan is also part of ROTC which is also amazing. She's a badass. So, yeah. So, Susanna, on the contrast, how is it being in a group that's primarily male-dominated? Yeah, so, um, you know, it definitely comes with kind of unique challenges. Um, (laughs) So I'm actually one of eight women in the club currently. Um, When I first joined the organization, there were three other women. Out of Um, how many people in the club? Yeah, so we're, right now we're 54 people. Um, So it's definitely, um, we're a growing minority in the club, which is really exciting for me because when I first started, like I said, there were just like only three other women besides myself. And then um, my sophomore year, there were even fewer. We didn't take any women that year, which was a little disappointing, but... um, We've really grown um, since then, which is really super exciting. Um, it's the the boys are really actually quite supportive of the women in the club. Um, that's not to say that you know um, we ha- like it's not like the easiest thing in the world at times because sometimes you know the like people just don't understand fully um, like the challenges that women face. But um, it's really amazing to see how the club has grown because you know when I was a freshman, I never thought that I could be president of the group because, you know, (laughs) um, it's been such a male-dominated space, um, and it's just very exciting to me to see how this group has evolved just within my four years here at Penn, um, and knowing, like, the history of the club and how it has come from, like, you know, I met an alum during, um, alumni weekend this past year, like, after I was elected, and she came up and she was like, hi, I just really wanted to come to this just to meet you. I've 
haven't come to any glee club things in like 20 years or something and she was like I was one of the like first women to get into the club on the technical staff and like that was like just so exciting to hear because I was like wow like this person has never engaged with the club since they graduated but she came just because of this you know so it's just really like that's really cool um and yeah it's just I really enjoy it a lot it's definitely a different experience um because I also do theater on campus which is a very like you know co-ed space like pretty even distribution in fact probably a lot more women than men um so and I also have done vagina monologues which is an all-female space so it's just a really like dynamic contrast to all of those other activities can you tell the audience what vagina monologues are yeah um so the vagina monologues is a show by Eve Ensler um that kind of tells the story of like the female experience it's definitely a little bit of a dated show because it focuses a lot on like the cis um, female experience but it's the show put on each year by um the Penn V-Day movement um which is like a national thing that Penn has like one of the largest contingencies that has like the biggest impact which is awesome um and we basically it's like one large fundraising event that raises money for women organized against rape which is uh philadelphia's only full service rape crisis center awesome all right so ariana and shang <laughs> uh can you describe so is keynotes pretty mixed so on how is that space and how do you guys thrive within it it is co-ed but there are a lot more girls than guys um yeah, um, so uh, my freshman year and Shang's freshman year as well, um, we actually, when we came into the group, there were actually only three people in it, and um, it was three women, and it, that happened because they had such a big graduating class that they were left with only three people. Um, so basically, when we started the group, we were kind of reforming it almost, and there were... Uh, last year we only had two guys uh one bass and one tenor and then we had like three altos three sopranos four, uh four, four sopranos <laughs> and um a beatboxer which made that kind of hard um this year we've actually been lucky enough to get um another bass and another tenor so now we have four guys and officially a third of our group is male so yes. we feel like so, solid yeah. solid now there's yeah Awesome. And do the males that are within the group, do they feel like overpowered at times when it comes to <laughs> choosing songs and so on, having their voices heard? I don't think so. Um, I think we all like each other a lot. Um, yeah. So we get along really well. Um, I think that there's fair um, distribution when we're choosing songs from like different people i don't know i've never taken that into account actually yeah no one's ever said anything yeah so <laughs> we're gonna assume that they're fine with it <laughs> all right so reagan when yeah. it comes to bloomers do you feel like it is as supported on campus as say mask and wig and i kind of came up with this question um because over the summer, I interned at a nonprofit. I know the audience is probably like, again, yes, again. <laughs> um, and um, my boss, executive director, came to Penn, and her son came to Penn, too. So she graduated in the 70s, but her son graduated, I believe, in 2010. And yes, he was a um, cis major, but he 
didn't know what bloomers Mm -hmm. was and I made sure I asked her to ask him um so I was like wow because bloomers was definitely around yeah 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 um I think that like trying to look at the support is so hard just because our histories are so different Mm -hmm. um I mean wig has been around for over 100 years we've been around we just celebrated our 40th anniversary which is really exciting um but I think I came to Penn at a time where Bloomers is really, really on the come up. Um, you know, we we used to perform in Houston Hall and now we're performing in IGT um, and we're selling out the theater every single time. Um, so I would definitely say that WIG has a lot of um, money from their alumni simply because they've been around for so long um, and they have such a large alumni base. And that's something that Bloomers is trying to uh you know, we're trying to do that, too. We're starting to reach out to our alumni more. Um, this past, like, celebrating our 40th anniversary was a really good way to kind of um, push our push our alumni, try to gain more support, um, create more of a network of strong women in our country because we have alumni, you know, from New York to L.A. So I would definitely say that we're, we're very different in the role that our alumni play in our organizations. But I would say in terms of, like, support on campus, I would – I mean, I love wig with my whole heart and I, some of my best friends are in wig, but like I would argue that we have, you know, better support from our peers because I think that people are really intrigued by an all-female musical sketch comedy troupe. And I think that, you know, I always tell my friends it's kind of become this thing where they make fun of me for it because it's so like arbitrary, like it's such a weird thing to be a part of when you think about it. Um, but people are always like so hesitant to come to shows, but then they go to the shows and they're like, oh my God, you guys are funny as hell, you know? Um, and then that's when you kind of gain, like we, we've gained kind of like sort of a fan base, which is really cool. Um, and I think people want to support bloomers because we're so new and they're so, it's so important to have a group like bloomers on campus. Um, and the fact that we're the first one, I think is awesome. We have this, this uh, event in September called Laughter Fest, which is a festival for women in comedy. And we they have famous yeah, comedians come in. Yeah, we had Melissa Villasenor, who's now on SNL, which is amazing. She came and did some stand-up for us. Um, and there's been groups that have come to Penn who, uh, like at other universities, who, you know, were created as a response to Bloomers. You know, they were like, oh, uh, if 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 they can do it at Penn, like we can do it at Brown, we can do it at at Bowden, um, and all these other schools. And uh, there's been a lot of discussion after Hasty Pudding went co-ed last year. You know, there was this discussion with Wig and Bloomers. It was like, all right, well, what do we do? You know, we we like being our own uh, our own entities. And I think there's been like a lot of collaboration between us, especially this past year. Uh, we did our free show together for the first time and sold out Zellerbach Theater in um, Annenberg, which seats like a thousand people. So. I mean, I would say that the support that we get from students at Penn is, is amazing. And and our alumni are really excited about seeing the growth of Bloomers. And I think that, you know, we're just getting started. And I think it's really important and really awesome. And I'm so excited to be a part of it and, like, continue to be a part of it. That's amazing. And they do. I feel like there is so much affection between Bloomers and yeah. Mask and Wig. Because, I th- and that's yeah. recent, too. You know, we, we weren't always like this uh I, I know that there was some sort of like tension for a while, but I would argue I've I've talked to a couple of the seniors this past year and they're saying that this year is probably like the best they've seen, you know, in the dynamics between the groups. Um, just because we're very close and I think we realized we're gonna get more accomplished together than we would separately. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and we kind of rely on each other for a lot of different things. Like when we did our free show, uh, we backed a lot of it financially, which we were really, really grateful for. Um, but then we've kind of given them some like help on the comedic side and like they've given us help on the comedic side. So it's just like the collaboration is growing. The support is growing. Um, and I think we're very different groups. You know, we have very different types of humor, uh, which is almost good because it's not like it's not like a competition between the two. I think it used to be this competition, but now it's more of a like a celebration of comedy in general, which I think is really necessary and really awesome. So. I mean, I think the I think the relationship's just getting better and better. I mean, I just was at their charity ball last night. Susanna was there too, mm-hmm. um, and like our like, I think our cast is twelve people, and eleven out of twelve members of Bloomer's cast was there as a date to the Mask and Wig charity ball. So, I mean, if that doesn't show you that the collaboration's getting better, like I don't know what does. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. So, um, with the acapella groups on campus, is there a collaboration, support, unity? Can you tell us about that atmosphere? So um, Keynotes is one of the two groups that isn't in ACT. Can you explain what ACT is? Um, Acapella Council. Yeah. So um, it's because we were founded after Mm -hmm. they stopped letting people in. Yeah. So um, us and Discord are not in ACT. Um, So... I think sometimes there's like uh I don't know, maybe a disconnect from other a cappella groups. Um yeah. Would you yeah. agree? Um I agree. Um I feel like the ACK uh groups definitely collaborate a lot more. Mm-hmm. Um especially like just because um they do they'll do shows together, like the um freshman performing arts night, all of those groups perform there. Um but keynotes and discord don't because um we're not in that council which is kind of in my opinion uh i don't think that's the best uh rule i don't think it's super fair because it's not like these uh discord and uh keynotes don't deserve to be an act we just mm-hmm. miss the deadline and yeah. it's even worse for uh discord because they miss the deadline by a single year yeah um mm-hmm. so there's what a lot year of, was that i believe so discord was founded in 1998 um, I'm pretty sure. So I think they stopped taking uh, groups in like 1997. Um, so yeah, it's it's like a little bit. We're doing fine on our own, yeah. but um, <laughs> I just feel like there is probably a little bit of a disconnect because yeah. yeah, I just probably maybe a little rivalry. Yeah, more unity of like in the act groups. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Is there a way for you guys like Discord and keynotes to petition that? Um, rule because I know Reagan and I are in the nominations and elections committee, the NEC, <laughs> and when we see something um, not pertaining to entertainment but um, other aspects of Penn student government, we try to like rectify that mm-hmm. and modify um, our bylaws because times change mm-hmm. and things need to be updated. So, is that like a channel you guys can pursue or? Um, it's, it's a possibility that we would have to like talk about and look into more. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure, and I'm sorry if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure that, you know, around that time discord was really pushing for it and they just would not really let up. Cause I think especially when they were founded, like it's so much easier to get ahead on campus if you are in the act group. So I think they really tried, um, back then and they were just, it was an issue for some reason. Um, but yeah, it's something that could be discussed and figured out. Yeah. All right. 
Um, so on that note, could each of you go around and kind of give like a piece of wisdom, word of advice for young females that are in high school, going off to college, or in like other universities, or even here at Penn, um, who want to pursue entertainment in various aspects on campus? Yeah, um, I think like for me, I would say it's never too late. Um, I never did performing arts in high school. I never did performing arts in middle school. So this was my first real exposure to the performing arts community. Um, and it's probably been like the biggest blessing in my life. Um, it's the greatest thing I'm a part of at Penn. Um, and I think that I was really hesitant to to audition for a performing arts group knowing I had no background in singing, no background in acting. And, you know, I kind of just went for it, um, which honestly is is underrated. Just going for things is so underrated because, you know, me deciding to show up for my Bloomers audition has resulted in me, like, joining my, like, my favorite group on this campus um, and having a really great support system and awesome friends and being able to do something that I never thought I would do, you know. Um, I don't want to go into enter entertainment at all in the future. You know, I'm going to be joining the Navy, which is basically the opposite of Bloomers in every single way. Um, <laughs> but it's really awesome kind of having that contrast in my life, you know. I Like Sia said, I'm in ROTC, and it's so disciplined and so, like, you know, there's so many rules, and it's so different from bloomers because bloomers is really just a way for me to be myself and like have have like laughs above everything um being able to have a good time with awesome girls and really powerful women and I don't think that if you had told me you know my senior year of high school that I would be in an all-female musical sketch comedy troupe I probably would have laughed in your face and be like no I do sports um <laughs> but you know making the decision to do it was awesome. And I, I would, if I could relive my life again, I would make that same exact decision to do it. So I say, go for it. If you think you're not funny, go for it. If you think you're not talented, go for it because I am neither funny nor talented and I'm in bloomers. So, you know, anything can happen. Just go for it. <laughs> oh, um, so I think for me, I would say, um, do something that maybe is like a little bit out of your comfort zone or try something new. So in high school, I did technical theater. All through high school, I stage managed um, my like school's productions and things like that. And so I knew I wanted to do theater when I came to Penn. Um, but I also wanted to try something different, um, especially because like I had a friend who like is a year older who like was doing theater and I was like, I can't like live the same life as him. So because um, he went to my high school and all that stuff. So. Um, I really wanted to try something new and I had never been in a space that was um, like predominantly male and I was kind of curious of what that experience would be like um, and like because I knew that I wanted to do like vagina monologues in the future and that that would be a very female dominated space so I wanted to try something a little bit different um, and you know also I was like what is tech for a glee club supposed to be like um, and like I mean Penn's Glee Club is very different from the average Glee Club because we do, like, stage productions and things like that. Um, but doing it, I think, has been, like, one of the best decisions of my life. Like, the Glee Club is a really unique space on campus and something that I think, like, I always feel very honored to be a part of um, because it has such a rich history. And it was definitely something that wasn't, like, fully my comfort zone. Like, my freshman year, just, like, being in a space that was very fratty and, like, you know... Um, <laughs> that sort of thing um and you know it's like also 
if you do decide you want to pursue something like that and be in a space like that, you have, I think also like a piece of advice would be to like be resolute in the things that you want and don't let people kind of like walk on you. Um, and that's something that I've learned in the club is that like change is hard and change is slow. Um, but that if you, if you push for the things that you care deeply about, um, you can make really positive change in the club. And I think that positive change has happened in like my group and I know it's happened in other groups on campus in like a similar way. So, um, that's kind of what I would have to say, I guess. Okay. I had one now. (laughs) Okay. Um, I would say make time for it. I think a lot of people shy away from just clubs and activities in general because they don't think they have the time, but I would say make time because you definitely need that, um, outlet to relieve stress and, the people who I'm in keynotes with are like some of my favorite people on campus. We spend sometimes like hours and hours together and I don't think I could do it with like any any other big group of people like that. Um, And they're just so supportive and so awesome and it's amazing. And I think a lot of people just need that, um, need to have that support system, need to have that outlet, need to have something to take their mind off of school. Like even, I could, there are days where I have like eight hours of class straight and I have to go to practice and sometimes I'm like, oh God, but like once I get there, I'm like so glad that I went. It's just, it takes my mind off of everything, not stressed out anymore. So definitely make time. Uh, Of course, if it's something you are interested in, make time for it. Um, I would say that you should definitely have faith in yourself and have faith in your abilities. Um, Like I've been singing since I was like, a toddler like literally a toddler I've been in choirs I've been in groups like my whole life but when I so when I came to Penn I was like of course I'm gonna do like a a singing group you know so I auditioned for lots of different ones and like the audition process was so scary it was so hardcore like you can think you're you know as great as you think you are but um like as soon as you walk down that hallway where they're holding all the auditions and you hear the people who are 10 times better than you, like just singing their hearts out, like all of a sudden you really start to feel like, oh, like maybe I'm not so great. And then a lot of groups have, uh, well, I think every group has like callbacks. And then a lot of groups also have like a second round of callbacks or like final callbacks. Um, and so the whole process can be kind of kind of scary and discouraging, especially if you see that you like got cut from certain groups for a callback. But I would just say, like, believe in yourself, like, you know, um, you're going to find the place where you belong. You're going to find the group that you're right for. Um, it's going to happen. You're not just going to be, you know, uh, left out. So, yeah. Awesome. I want to thank each and every one of you for coming in on this Saturday and being just super powerful women changing spaces and kicking ass. Um, Peace and love. We would like to thank Emily Rush for sound engineering this episode and Kelly Writers House for giving us the Muckler Studio. (laughs) 